Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Enter Milan versus Liverpool in the UEFA Champions League. Yes, um, first of all, I'd like to apologise for not doing a Burnley podcast. Um, I was, I, I actually did watch the game, but um, it was in a stream on the motorway on the way home. So I only saw the game in like bits of where I was getting good signal. So I'd, I can't really describe... The entire Burnley game, but in summary, that in summary of the Burnley game, from what I saw in the highlights after when I got home and watched it properly, uh, we got a goal from a corner. Trent Trent finds Fabinho, I believe, or oh, no, Robertson. Sorry, Robertson finds Fabinho at the near co- at the near post, and then yeah, he slots it in, and then from there, Liverpool kind of just one of those ugly wins where we caught Burnley out offside a lot of times. Um, and yeah, not not everyone was really on their game because it kind of looked like they were saving energy levels for Inter Milan, which could kind of make sense in a way. So, uh, but yeah, Liverpool keep the pressure on Manchester City. Um, it's still the gap is still nine points at this present moment in time. Um, the next two Premier League fixtures are against Norwich and Leeds. If Liverpool win both, which is at Anfield, then the gap will just be six points. But yeah, it's, we turn our attention to uh, the UEFA Champions League. Enter Milan away from home. Um, originally, if you had saw the uh, UEFA Champions League draw in December, we were actually meant to get Salzburg away from home. Um, but due to some sort of technical error, UEFA tried to claim um, that had to get the draw had to be rearranged again. And then this time we got Enter Milan, who are kind of thriving right now in Serie A. Uh, but they played their last game against Napoli. And they failed to win that one. And they ended up with uh, Barella getting injured. So, and and that's one of their best players. So, they, they, they missed him greatly. They're gonna, they would have been missing him greatly for today's game. But, and, but Bastoni, who was 50-50, still came back in. Um, and, and obviously, the threat of Dzeko, who at 35 years old is still banging in the goals for... Uh, Enter Milan at Serie A level is very quite impressive to be fair, but uh, Liverpool were only slight favourites for this one, and uh, coming into this game, there was a lot of talk about what Liverpool should do, what what should the best lineup be. The the, the talk was about because we have barely well no one's injured, so do, does Klopp go full throttle? Does Klopp go conservative? Does Klopp? Uh, goal defensive. What? 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 What's What's Jurgen Klopp's plan for this game? Uh, we'll get into the lineup and my initial thoughts. But Inter Milan, our respectable team, is away at the San Siro, familiar territory as we played AC Milan at the San Siro back in December. So it's the familiar, the familiar. Sorry, the familiarity will come in handy. Even though it was a lot of, it was a rotated Liverpool team. Some players that did play in that game got uh, would have. It would have been very used to this type of atmosphere. So, um, like the likes of Sadio Mane and Salah, uh, I think. Who else played that game? I can't remember who. I can't remember the exact lineup. Cause I think we rotated quite heavily for that game. But yeah, um, for obvious reasons, because we already qualified with two games to spare. Um, but yeah, Inter Milan, away from home, it was a time to set uh, 
set your mark in UEFA Champions League as we get to the stage of the season where you want to make sure you're still in all four competitions by the latter end of the season. And Liverpool had a great opportunity to do that. They're the only Premier League team that could potentially win four trophies. Maybe you could say, OK, Chelsea, Club World Cup. Of course, sure. So maybe it's only Liverpool and Chelsea, but uh, in terms of the actual uh, quadruple, uh, you would count League Cup, FA Cup, Prem and... Uh, Prem and Champions League, yeah. But Chelsea ain't going to win the Premier League this season. So you'd say for them... Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm right. It was, I'm right. I wasn't right to begin with. Yeah, because Chelsea could only win... Champions League FA Cup, uh, Carabao Cup, okay, Club World Cup. Your your that's a that's a cup quadruple, but really a proper quadruple involves a league title. That is just how it goes. So yeah, let's get into the lineup. I've waffled for too long for five minutes. All right, so <laughs> in goal you had Allison, left back Robertson, centre backs Van Dyke and Canati, right back Trent Alexander Arnold. Your midfield three. Fabinho, Thiago, Harvey Elliott. Up front, you had Salamani and Jota. So, yes, key, the key differences, what I noticed, Konati coming in um, to replace Matip. You'd say fair enough. Again, you still, even though Matip has not really had a major injury this season and it seems like he's finally overcome... Um, the mental hurdle or physical hurdle of picking up niggles and being out for a long time. Um, you still kind of got to micromanage his minutes as he's a player in his thirties now, so he's not he. He's not the okay. He's durable this season, but you still got to just be careful because we're playing midweek weekend, midweek weekend, midweek weekend a lot this season, and we still got to do that for another four games. Um, so giving Konati the start. And especially when he played at the San Siro against AC Milan and played quite brilliantly, actually. Um, the the being in familiar territory, I keep messing that word up. Familiar territory will be of great use. Um, and a young start for uh, a Champions League debut for Harvey Elliott, which I did not see coming at all. Don't get me wrong, Harvey Elliott is a star boy. Potential generational talent. He's come back from a major injury after four months. It just shows how much faith Jurgen Klopp has in Elliot and how much he must be really impressing in training, really impressing uh, Jurgen Klopp in general to get your first Premier League start, Premier Champions League start, sorry, in in the way conditions in a Champions League game at Inter Milan, which is quite a hostile ground to play at. So um, at San Siro, sorry, yeah, yeah same thing. Um, which is quite a hostile ground to play at. So, congrats to him for making his debut. Um, we'll get into his performance as well. The Fabinho Thiago uh, pivot remains, which is good. We had Henderson start on Sunday and didn't put in a good performance. So, Henderson rightfully dropped for that game. I applaud Jurgen Klopp for it. And then, yeah, the, the usual front three, in my opinion, our best front three in terms of big games, is Salomone and um, Jota. Jota in the middle, Mane in the left, Salon on the right. Yeah, for your big games, that's the three you want. And you got the luxury of Luis Diaz on the bench. you got the luxury of Henderson on the bench. you got the luxury of Keita, Firmino, 
So again, Liverpool came into this with a full squad and with the five um, sub option available to us, it's, it's, it became really advantage. It was an advantage that Klopp could use should he have to use it. And obviously, we'll get into whether he did use it or not. So, the first half now. The first half starts, and it's kind of a cagey start from both teams. But Liverpool look uh, don't look nervous. They look more assured about what they want to do with the ball. It seemed like everyone very early understood their roles. And it was kind of like Enter trying to adjust to... The intensity Liverpool was was playing with at at the start of the opening ten minutes. Um, Elliot had some decent touches, no nervous touches. He wasn't afraid to play diagonal balls in um, to Salah, to Mane, even if it was overhit. Like he had that confidence that um, it would be fine. And Fabinho, very key. After the opening 10 minutes when Inter Milan slowly began finding their groove, he would be key in terms of just blocking with the passing lanes again, just cutting off interceptions, making those interceptions, making those tackles, even driving with the ball at one point and winning free kicks. Um, Fabinho, that first half was just really good to watch. Um, and yeah, he was just really on his game that time. Uh, the first real chance, I'd say... Liverpool had a corner, I think Trent whips it in, and to clear it, Thiago tries to volley outside the box, but ball goes over, um, and then Liverpool win a free kick, like a couple minutes later, Robertson whips the ball in, it's a lovely ball, it finds Sadio Mane's head, and it's not like he's duelling with a defender to get this ball, so really he should have adjusted his body and aimed to hit the target better, but ball goes over, doesn't hit the target, um, in terms of defensive work, uh, it was mainly Enter Milan attacking down the left-hand side. Uh, they had a chance, actually. Perisic dribbles down the left wing, tests Trent on arnold He passes to Hakan... Uh, uh, apologies for his name. Kahanogu. If the, I, I'm sure I butchered that. He They pass it to him, the Turkish international. He controls it on half volley, shoots, ball hits the crossbar... And that would have been against the runner play if that ball actually ended up in the back of the net because Liverpool was finding their groove at that present moment in time. And it was kind of just a, a little bit of a wake-up call. Like, okay, Enter Milan got a, a stiff jab in there, but you got then that stiff jab kind of woke us up. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of just Liverpool on the ball, in terms of the front three, Salah wasn't really doing much. He would get the ball, but it'd be his... It, 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 his back would be to the defender and just to try and get fluidity going. Same with uh, Jota, kind of just trying to get rhythm going. But Jota, I don't know if it's just because of lack of build-up play. It could, I think it, it was lack of build-up play where we couldn't put Jota in those poacher positions where he would definitely be hitting the target or almost scoring. It was almost like Jota had to keep coming deep to try and get touches of the ball or just try to get some service in for himself um it was kind of disappointing that Liverpool weren't really attacking enough on the right hand side and I was kind of hoping that Salah Trent connection even Thiago being on the right hand side sometimes I was hoping that would um come to uh, fruition but um that wasn't really the case in the first half because I think just Inter Milan were just constantly overwhelming well not not overwhelming they were they had attacks where Trent had to be a bit more pinned back um, and then Robertson 
didn't really have much to do, so we didn't really use much of the left-hand side either. And they had Dumfries from the right-hand side. Anytime Enter Milan tried to service him, Van Dijk would be excellent with recovery pace and just isolating, just cutting off um, any runs that Dumfries um, could try and anticipate. And they're both internationals. They're both from Holland, so... Dumfries would definitely know about Van Dijk's qualities and what his weaknesses is and what his strengths is and, and whether he can capitalise on it and he couldn't. Um, same with Jekyll where there was a time where uh, a, a nice ball was played into Jekyll. Jekyll thought he was in that goal and he was actually in front of Van Dijk when it happened. But Van Dijk had a burst of pace literally in like three, four steps, got ahead of Jekyll, just ushered him away, let Alisson pick, uh, pick up the ball. Yeah, Jekyll clapping. I don't know if it was clapping that, okay, good ball, or clapping that Van Dijk just had excellent uh, acceleration to just recover. And Konate was really boss as well, just dealing with Martinez, making crucial tackles um, where the referee would see it and then be like, okay, he's convinced that he won the ball here in that situation. Um, And yeah, and then... That was pretty much the first half. It was just like... No team, both teams didn't hit the target, but it was kind of just defensively Liverpool were perfect, even though we had, um, even though we were a little bit risk adverse with the lineup, um, with, with Elliot. But yeah, it seemed like Elliot and uh, Thiago and Salah, I, I don't think there was, we were playing quite conservative with possession. I don't know, I couldn't tell whether with the pitch when you watch the game. Whether they didn't water the pitch or anything. Because sometimes when you watch the passes, it just feels like the ball was moving a bit slower than usual. Or whether that was a tactic from Inter Milan and their groundsmen saying, oh, they don't water the pitch and let them play in, in these kind of conditions. Um, and yeah, but in terms of the front three, I'd say Mane was the best out of the front three. Just because Mane had better work rate. He found himself in better kind of shooting positions. And the times where Salah did pick up the ball, like there was, I remember that there was a time where Thiago had the ball in the box, then Elliot had the ball in the box. But nobody, everyone's taking too many careful touches and no one's just like, just shoot, like when you find the gap. And it was the same with Jota, when he had the ball in the box, he turned, um, but it, it took too long to release that in. And then two, two of the Inter Milan defenders just make two sliding tackles and make the blocks. So it's like, nobody can really get a proper shot on target because... The build-up play was moving a bit too slow in the final third. Um, so, yeah, it was just about... So, what my thoughts were at the first half was just that Liverpool just need to try and create more in in, in the first half. And I just think, um, use the right-hand side more because you're not doing that enough. I know the left... I know I'd enter attacking with the left-hand side and trying to expose Trent. But there's there's balance to that. On the counter-attack, you can exploit that when Perisic don't come back, when... Vidal don't come back when um, Hakan Kanagu doesn't come back. Um, yeah, that was that was my initial thoughts. And then the second half, we make an immediate sub. Jota comes off, Bobby Firmino comes on. My initial thoughts to that was, I understand. It seems like the kind of game where Jota's not going to get the ball in these poacher positions and do something with it. And like I keep saying, Jota's not exactly the best with build-up play. But Firmino, coming off the bench, is way better at build-up play. Like I've always said, Firmino, when he's, when he's off the bench, he is way more at it. And, and sometimes 
when a player starts, they just don't have the same physical, technical attributes as they do as when they come off the bench. And I think that was um, Jürgen Klopp's kind of contingency plan. Um, if Jota doesn't have any find any service, you just get Firmino, who can fill in as the false nine role, intertwine with the midfield, and then create attacks for Salah and Mane um, if, the, if they were to arise. But um, at the start of the second half, we were actually quite poor. I think Anton Milan had a better reaction at the start of the second half with just constant waves of attacking again. They were just trying to exploit Trent and they were getting away with it a few times, which meant that Van Dijk had to clear balls, Canati had to clear balls, Van Dijk bollocking uh, Trent numerous times um, because of how easily how easy it was for Inter Milan to create openings for themselves. Um, and there was a time when Inter had a corner, ball was hit in, then it was cleared, then Bastoni had the shot, ball goes over the bar. Then about 60 minutes, we've, I think Jurgen Klopp realises, OK, this is a constant wave of attacks here. Elliot's not really getting into the game. Uh, who else? Yeah, I'd say Elliot's not getting into the game. And and we're not and it's not looking like we're having that. We're not. It's not looking like we've had that exact control um, like we did in the first half. So the substitutions are made. Elliot comes off. Cater comes on. Sadio Mane comes off. Luis Diaz makes his Champions League debut, uh, and Jordan Henderson comes on, and and uh, Fabinho surprisingly comes off. And I was very surprised with Fabinho coming off because, like I said in the first half, he was doing incredibly well blocking those passing lanes for Inter not to attack and winning those tackles. And to bring on Henderson had me think, mm, I don't know here. But it just meant that Jurgen Klopp meant, so okay, let's go pragmatic and see where this takes us. And I think it made sense to go pragmatic. At the time, I agreed with it because it was like... Anton Milano being a bit more risk adverse and they kind of have to be more risk adverse due to the fact there's no away goals in the second in this in this competition. So Anton Milan know if they go to Anfield, whatever if they score or whatever, it's not gonna mean anything. Cause it, the away goal doesn't mean the away goal don't mean much. So it's all in it's, the intent is with Enter to try and, and um yeah, the, the intent will be with Enter to try and go out and score. Um, but yeah, those changes were actually key. They actually helped us out because from then, we managed to contain the attack after like uh, 65 minutes. Henderson finally doing the basics. Passing the ball, five-yard passes, ticking, keeping the ball ticking. He did play one hero ball once. And it did find Luis Diaz. And then Diaz, with his flair, took on um, Inter Milan players to create openings. And there was times when it was working for him. And it just looks like every time Diaz got on the ball, he's very exciting to watch. Just because of how fast he is and how nippy he is on the ball, with the ball, and what he can do. And um, Keita finding the perfect balance between attack and defence. And yeah, and, and... Liverpool midfield control was finding stability again and that's what we needed like the first half but Inter Milan continued to be risk adverse and they still couldn't hit the target 
And then um, Liverpool were just trying to slowly carve Inter Milan open. And then it finally took 75 minutes. A corner comes in from the right-hand side. Robertson whips the ball in. Firmino runs near post. He heads it to the back post. And the ball bounces and hits the back of the net. 1-0 Liverpool. Bobby Firmino with the opening goal. Uh, Fantastic. Like I said... Before, when you bring Firmino off the bench, you get the best Bobby. You get 17, 18, 18, 19, 19, 20 Bobby Firmino, where you get the best out of him. Obviously, as he's in his 30s, physical attributes will begin to deteriorate. Um, but your technical attributes may be the same a little bit, but your mental attributes become a little bit sharper due to the experience of knowing how to micromanage Champions League games, especially away from home. Um, and that goal was, was very pivotal. And, and, and it kind of deflated the San Siro crowd, who were beginning to believe a little bit that they could even get something, but that wasn't the case. Um, and then I remember Perisic, I think three minutes later, had a, a half chance. He shoots from outside the box, ball goes over. Um, and then again, Liverpool imposed themselves a little bit more. Trent finds himself a little bit more forward. He gets fouled by Vidal around the 73rd minute. And then he takes the free kick, whips the ball in, finds Van Dijk's head, who heads the ball down. Konati looks like he was about to shoot. Then he looks up and sees Salah take. Uh, Salah was about to shoot as well. So he leaves it for Salah. Salah shoots. He takes the slightest deflection, which bamboozles the goalkeeper and it goes to the uh, hits the net. 2 0 Liverpool. Um, Van Dijk assists. Another goal in the Champions League for Mohamed Salah. That means he's scored in every away game in the Champions League this season. Um, and he scores again at the San Siro. And and this is what Salah does. Then he and that's now twenty four goals in all competitions. Um, I can't remember how many games, but twenty four goals and it's February. And he's missed. And bearing in mind, he didn't get to play the Palace game. He didn't play Brentford. He didn't play the Cardiff game. He didn't play the. Who did we get in the third round? I can't remember who he played in the third round now. We played somebody in the third round. Yeah, whoever we played in the third round. So those were four games where Salah could have got even more goals um, if it wasn't for AFCON duty. But I still think he is on course to at least end the season potentially on 40, 40 goals. Potentially, depending on the second half of the season goes. But yeah, this... um. As soon as it was 2-0, uh, um, it almost killed the entire stadium atmosphere at San Siro. And you can hear the Liverpool away fans just in pure elation. And the pragmatic approach from Jurgen Klopp was thriving. The in-game management um, changes from Jurgen Klopp was thriving. Um, and then from then on, we brought Milner on and then Thiago came off uh, 83rd minute, which is fair enough because let's protect Thiago. Um and he, he played he played alright. I mean he faded away a little bit in the second half, but he did make one crucial interception that I do remember now. Um and if it wasn't and if he wasn't there, we probably would have been in trouble. And again that came from Trent's side. So Trent really defensively didn't have a good second half, but that's because Enter Milan were intentionally attacking down that side. So it's one of those ones where Enter Milan take a risk somewhere and it don't pay off for them. 
But um, James Milner comes on to make his 800th career appearance. He's played 20, he's played football for 20 years. It's actually insane. Like, this is a lifetime of football, basically. Somebody that's 20 years old, that's the equivalent of how many games James Milner's played. Um, and yeah, Liverpool just begin to see the game out, and they do, without Enter Milan even hitting a shot on target. So, to the neutrals, some would say it was a smash and grab performance. Some would say it's a pragmatic away performance. I would go with pragmatic due to the fact that it's away at the San Siro. It's against an Inter Milan form, who Inter Milan team who are not necessarily out of form. Um, and San Siro is an iconic stadium in the in the UEFA Champions League. So it's not one of those games where you blow them away and it's three four five nil. Um, it, yeah, it just took some. It just took in-game management changes from Jurgen Klopp, and fair play to him because when he took Fabinho off, I was a little bit, I was fuming. I was like, why are you gonna take him off when he's cutting off all the attacks from Inter Milan? But Jordan Henderson proved his worth. He wanted to redeem himself. He probably read from critics about how he knew that he didn't play a good game against Burnley, and maybe this might be the the new pattern from Jordan Henderson in the future, where him coming off the bench, Firmino coming off the bench. Our ageing players coming off the bench can be just as good as how they were in their prime years. And you begin to integrate the younger players. You begin to get, you begin to give Cato more minutes, Elliot more minutes. Um, I don't even think Curtis Jones was on the bench today. I don't even think he was on the bench. I completely forgot. That's how stacked our squad depth is. Same with Oxlade-Chamberlain. That's how stacked our squad depth is. There probably was on the bench, but that, these are two additional midfielders. Do you know what I mean? Who would have seen some game time if it wasn't for injuries? But um, that's just how it is. That's that's how it should be. Squad depth bailing you out. And with Liverpool for school squad, the luxury squad and the five subs being available to us, Jurgen Klopp maximised that to his advantage and that made the difference today, the in-game management. So I applaud Jurgen Klopp for identifying that uh, Inter Milan were overwhelming us in attack and then made the changes as he should. And Liverpool come to Anfield with a two-goal lead and then it should be bread and butter, really. I still expect us to play our, our strongest team. It might be it might be rotated slightly, maybe three, another two, three players that usually wouldn't be, quote-unquote, our strongest side, end up being our strongest side. Um, so, yeah, Liverpool come away 2-0 win. Another clean sheet for Alisson. Man of the match has to be Van Dijk. Has to be Van Dijk. If you watch that game today, you'd understand why. This was 18-19 Van Dijk that we saw today. Winning headers, clearances, winning your duels against um, Edin Dzeko, winning key tackles, organising your back line effectively. Konati, absolute fantastic performance for him today. Key slide tackles, where he doesn't look clumsy at all. The acceleration to keep up with Martinez and shut out attacks. And the awareness to clear chance to clear the ball when suited. Um Allison keeping composure, not not fluffing crosses, holding on to the ball. Um Robertson redeeming himself with that second half, uh with the assists. Um same with Trent really with the ball in offensively. Um yeah, Luis Diaz came in on came on and very impressive again. Sadio Mane was very good. Um, Salah, was, Salah did have a quiet game but 
He came clutch with the goal. Firmino came on and done classic Bobby Firmino stuff. Um, and Keitar, perfect balance. Henderson, very tidy in the ball. Overall team performance in the second half, much approved. So, oh, this is good. This is what we want to see from the Reds. Uh, next game is Liverpool versus Norwich on Saturday. Uh, 3 o'clock kickoff. So, we got to find a dodgy stream for that one. Um, I think we will rotate. We might even go VVD Kanati again. And then I think we go VVD Matip Wednesday. Or we might even go... No, I don't think... I don't think... I don't think Van Dyke won't start. I think Van Dyke will play every game. My worry with Trent is if he... He might suffer burnout. Because I'm sure Robertson's going to get rest. There'll be... I'm, I'm, I guarantee there'll be a game where Tamiskus will either start against... Norwich on Saturday or Leeds on Wednesday. But what do we do with Trent? We have to rotate him eventually. I don't want him injured. He has to rest for one game at least. I don't know what game you can rest him for. But um, it might be something Klopp has to consider. My ideal situation would be that um, in the Norwich game, we do start Trent. But we beat them. We, 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 we need to be like 3-0, 4-0 up. And then one of the subs, I would love James Milner come on, uh, Trent comes off. Let Trent get the proper rest in the second half. And then if he starts in Leeds, fine. And then on Sunday is the final anyway, and I'm sure he will have energy then, which is a four-day period. So, so yeah, and then with the front three, you got the options where you can just rotate Mane if, if needs be. Jota, um, Firmino needs to be the only one that will always, always start is Mohamed Salah just because he's the best player in the world right now and then and then your midfield options where you can heavily rotate and I'm sure uh, Curtis Jones and Oxley Chamberlain are gagging for minutes as well so yeah thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions um, quite an in-depth episode I know half an hour in um, hope you guys enjoyed. Be sure to like, follow, share, all of that. Um, and yeah, tune in on Saturday where I'll give my review of Liverpool versus Norwich on Saturday. And yeah, Liverpool's still all good in all four competitions. Up the Reds. Have a good Wednesday night. You will never walk alone. Cheers.